0: Well, I will tell you that still when I get up in the morning and I do check the order, that still is outside of seeing my kids. That is the greatest part of my day because it, it really reminds me that I'm making money while I sleep, and I do every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So um, that's very um, gratifying. The thing
1: Welcome to Episode 7, featuring live streaming, blogs versus forums, and learn how Internet success story Richard Parker makes money while he sleeps on vacation.
2: Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz. Jay Berkowitz
1: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. Thank you for spending a little of your precious time with us. We'll be covering the latest strategies and tactics to get more visits to your website, and turn those visits into revenue. We'd love you to participate in this podcast. Please take a couple minutes to call 206-888-6606. Leave a message and K7, our call-in line, will digitize your message so we can use it on an upcoming episode of this podcast. Leave us a question or a comment. Tell us how you heard about this podcast. Share something with the community. We'd really love your participation. Now, if you haven't listened to previous episodes of the podcast, we were recently selected for listing in iTunes, so you can listen to all episodes of the previous 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing on iTunes, or you can register for a subscription, and any upcoming shows will be automatically downloaded to your iTunes. Now, you don't need iPod, uh, an iPod to listen to iTunes. Any computer can register for iTunes free of charge, and you can get this and many other great podcasts free of charge on iTunes. We also have a free download of all the shows we've recorded at our website at podcast.10goldenrules.com or just go to 10goldenrules.com and click on the podcast link to see all our previous shows. This is the Labor Day weekend edition of our show. So we're going to play a couple call-ins, we're going to look at some email, and then we're going to get right into our interview. In our Live from the Blog segment, the team at 10 Golden Rules will share insights into what they're blogging about this week. Catherine will explain how you can find out if Google is penalizing your website. Michael has a new study about search engine retention and audience duplication rates. Jeff has some new news from MSN. And Margie is talking about a rich new interface at Google. In the What's Hot feature, we're going to talk about live streaming. And this week I sat down with Richard Parker. I met Richard about five years ago, and he was starting a website that offered an ebook on how to buy a business that was Richard we heard off the top of the show and he has mastered the ability for this website to run 24-7 and generate revenue for the website and he doesn't really have to do any you know day-to-day work obviously there's a lot of work creating updating innovating on the website but the website is that classic model where it makes money while you sleep so listen to at the end of the show we will have the full interview with Richard Parker. And um, we're going to wrap up the show today with a song from the PodSafe Music Network. I love this song, so here's a short preview, and I'll give you a taste of Reiko and what's to come at the end of the show. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, he's got the people talking again. Now the starts to
1: move and the world starts to on in Japan and Germany. It's a great song. It's got a lot of different edits and cuts and talks about his MySpace site. So uh, definitely appropriate for an internet marketing podcast to get into Reiko. Um, next up we're gonna take a call in and uh, here's our bumper. Our call-in this week is from Howard Luckman, and I'll get right into it. Here we go.
0: Hi, Jay. This is Howard Luckman with Left Cast One, and, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Ten Golden Rules. I use them all the time in my business. So a client had an interesting question for me today. If, uh, she wanted to know if I could explain the difference between a blog and a forum. And I was kind of stumped. I gave her a little song and dance, but it would be nice to know if you could give me an answer to that.
1: Well, thanks, Howard. Thanks for taking the time to call in. Once again, that call in number line is 206-888-6606. It's really easy, just like leaving a voice message. And generally, the quality comes out a little bit cleaner than that. Howard must have been calling from a cell phone. Anyways, let me get into Howard's question. His, His client was asking him, what's the difference between a blog and a forum? Well, typically a forum or an internet forum, also referred to as message boards or discussion groups or bulletin boards, uh, normally appear on websites that are group websites, and and typically they're um, discussion boards. They appear in reverse chronological order, and they generally allow a group of people to carry on an ongoing discussion or or messaging type of uh, uh, situation. A blog is typically published by one person or one company and it's that individual's commentary or comments that appear appear in the reverse chronological order. And blogs normally allow the community to post comments on the original blog posting. So the I guess the difference in the in the two vehicles would be a forum is a group of people making commentary and appearing in reverse chronological order. A blog is typically one person posting uh, on a regular basis, and then the community commenting on that person or company's posts. So they look similar, but um, that would really be how we differentiate the two. Um, if Again, if you go to 10goldenrules.com and click on our blog link, you can have a look at our blog. And the way we manage our blog is everyone in the company can post whatever they're uncovering, the latest trends in Internet marketing, and then the community is allowed to comment on our blog we do have a look at every comment just to make sure that someone's not blatantly um, marketing their product. That they've, they've actually read the blog post and they're commenting on the actual content. And and if it's a legitimate posting, we share that with the community on our comments. Okay, next up are some emails we received from LinkedIn. And there's a really neat feature on LinkedIn. And um, LinkedIn, if you don't know, is um, an online networking website and community. And uh, I, I think I have somewhere in the neighborhood of two or 300 connections on LinkedIn. Different people who I know, uh, people who've uh, been to our, our 10 Golden Rules presentations, and we've, we've linked up, uh, obviously, on LinkedIn as friends. And I sent out a question on LinkedIn, and I asked everybody, what podcasts they've been listening to and have they had a chance to listen to the 10 Golden Rules podcast yet. So this is a really great tool that allows you to tap into your network and their expertise. If there's a business question you're trying to answer or if there's an interest you have, like uh, my area of podcasts, you can tap into the community and see what they have to say. So we got about 10 replies so far. Um, John Flight wrote back and said, I listened to This Week in Tech. With Leo Laporte, religiously, every week. And if you haven't listened to uh, This Week in Tech, also called TWIT. I love the self-depreciating um, approach where, the, where they, they call it TWIT. T-W-I-T, This Week in Tech. Um, great coverage every week of what's happening in technology trends. The big news this week on TWIT was uh, the, all, all the different uh, companies and individuals who found a way to hack into the iPhone. Bill McGrath wrote back and said, Hey Jay, I've heard of your podcast and I'm about to give it a test run. I also subscribe to 6 Pixels of Separation, Across the Sound, Inside PR, for Immediate Release, Managing the Gray, and The Hook, and a few others which I don't listen to as religiously. We're about to embark on our first podcast as well, and I'd love to chat with you from time to time concerning your experience. Well, Bill, I'll definitely reach out to you and share what I've learned about setting up the podcast and marketing it, and um, pay forward some of the expertise that... Um, Mitch Joel at The Six Pixels of Separation was kind enough to share with us. As a matter of fact, if you want to check out episode number 56 of Six Pixels of Separation, Mitch shared with us six points of how to set up a podcast. And uh, that's a great way to get started with podcasting. Susan Gerards wrote back, For search engine marketing and optimization, I recommend the Daily Searchcast hosted by search engine expert Danny Sullivan. Michael Stubble wrote back, said, Hey, Jay, I, w- I listen to the NAPP podcast, NYT World podcast, and many others. I've listened to yours, and it's excellent. Thank you very much, Michael. I really appreciate that. Jean-Paul Demaret wrote back, I'm a passionate listener of Manager Tools. I don't know that one, so personally, I'm going I'm to look into that. He said, It's outstanding, usable advice on being a manager of people. Manager Tools is all about the behaviors of effective managers, regardless of the specialty, it's the people skills that aren't taught at business school. Thomas Parrott wrote back, I listen to Twit, there's This Week in Tech again, Buzz Out Loud, Cranky Geeks, and Adam Curry's Daily Source Code. I also listen to Russell Brand, BBC2, not familiar with that one. And I've added your podcast to my list, and I will take a listen. Alex Harris from Alex Designs wrote back, he listens to Dignation, Business 2.0, Adam Curry, New York Times Video, and Future Now, Inc. Dan Scott is the chief marketing officer at Scott K., the, the brilliant jewelry designer out of New York City. He said, good for you, Jay. Way to embrace podcasts. I'll give your podcast a listen. And Jason Napel, a former coworker of mine from eDiets, said, I listened to my debut podcast this morning. It was packed with information. Good job. I'll continue listening. So thanks to everybody, and I encourage everybody listening today to share with the rest of the community, what are you listening to? What podcasts are regularly getting into your iTunes and your iPod? Let us know at 206-888-6606. Okay, next up is our Live from the Blog segment. And as I mentioned earlier, the team at 10 Golden Rules shares insights that they're uncovering in internet marketing on our weekly blog at 10goldenrules.com and click on the blog link. And in, in this uh, segment of our podcast, they record something that was really outstanding that they, they um, blogged about this week. So Catherine's going to explain how you can find out if Google is penalizing your website. Michael talks about a new study on search engine, audience retention, and duplication. Jeff has two pieces of new news from MSN and Margie's talking about a rich new interface at Google. Here's Catherine.
3: Is Google penalizing your website? There's a simple way to find out if Google is placing black marks against your site, restricting it from showing up in the search results. Register with Google's Webmaster Tools, an online resource center created by Google to help webmasters make sure their sites are more search engine friendly. As early as 2005, Google has been sending out email notifications to notify webmasters of penalties that they're receiving for violating Google's webmaster guidelines. Now, these guidelines are a set of rules telling webmasters what they can and cannot do on Google. Back in May 2007, the service was temporarily suspended because spammers were spoofing Google's penalty notifications. However, webmasters will be happy to find out Google announced on Wednesday that they're renewing the penalty notification service. Google's quality team does warn they will not send any attachments with their penalty notifications, so if you receive a notification with one, it's spam
4: hi everybody this is Michael and according to a press release that was just published by Nielsen net ratings search engines experienced an increase in their audience retention rates during the months of June and July this study also found that people are searching two to three search engines causing overlap now the Nielsen net ratings also tested three uh, categories search travel and jobs Google led with a 79 percent retention rate while Yahoo followed with a 69% and then there was MSN with a 65%.
2: Hi, this is Margie. We've been pretty excited about Google's new universal search. This integration of multimedia listings into their typical text-based results is giving a more rich media interface for searchers. Of course, it also has SEO experts scrambling to try to figure out how to best take advantage of this opportunity. One of the questions we were asking here was, does the video file have to be on YouTube or another video search engine, or will a video resident on a website, assuming it's been properly tagged and named, appear in a GUS result? Well, we got our answer the other day via Matt Cutts' blog. Matt Cutts is head of Google's WebSpan team. In reporting on highlights of questions from SES, Matt noted one question directed at the Google Google rep was, Do you expect to be crawling the web for videos? The reply was, Not right now. For the time being, you could submit your video to YouTube or other search engines if you wanted to. Of course, we don't believe this means you shouldn't properly tag and name your videos when resident on your site anyway perhaps at some point in the future the engines will spider sites for multimedia content but for now it's all about youtube google video and other video search engines
5: this is jeff over the last week or so microsoft has made a couple changes to their ad center program first off is the addition of their content network it's still in beta but it is live uh, the obvious effect of that is should be an increase in traffic to all of your uh, ad center terms of course, with that, there you should see some, uh, a decrease in click-through rate. Not sure if they'll treat it the same way as Google separates their content from the search network. The second big change out of Microsoft this week is a change to their trademark policy. Microsoft, like Yahoo and Google, are taking a, a much more hands-off approach to their trademark issues. As an advertiser, if you want to bid on a trademark term, it's up to you to contact the trademark owner specifically. You no longer go through Microsoft. This should, of course, increase uh, competition for your words as more people will be able to bid on your words. Interesting to see how these changes affect the overall traffic to Microsoft. I know they've been lacking in in traffic compared to Yahoo and Google especially, and these two tools and changes should increase that traffic.
1: Well, thanks, Jeff, and thanks to the team for sharing what's happening out there in um, in their world and and on our blog. Next up is the
4: what's hot
2: section. So
1: So a really hot trend that we've been watching uh, recently is something called life streaming on a website called justin.tv. A gentleman named Justin videos his entire life from a camera mounted on his, ha- on his hat. He often turns the camera on himself, but mostly you just experience his life through the camera as he streams it live onto the internet. The company Justin TV has venture funding, and you're also watching a dot com startup as it evolves over the last couple months. The company started um, in May of this year. And they started adding other streamers to the feed. They're adding about one per week. And I predict one of his stars on Justin TV is about to become a breakout media phenomenon. Justine was added to the network on May 29th as the second new channel. And she has a huge following. She's a young 20-something out of Pittsburgh. And she recently created a video as she opened a massive box featuring over 300 pages of her first iPhone bill, and she's been covered on CNN and a number of podcasts. So look for iJustine to be the next major web breakout star, and you can check out Justin TV at www.justin.tv.com and click on a number of the different streamers. They're adding about one per week, and iJustine is uh, certainly going to be the big breakout star. And now for the blog or podcast of the week. The podcast of the week comes from our friends at webmasterradio.fm. It's a live streaming radio station at webmasterradio.fm, of course. And um, the one we're going to feature this week is the Daily Searchcast. Danny Sullivan is the affable search guru from Search Engine Land and the new SMX Search Engine Shows. And he does a review of all of the breaking news from the search engines, blogs, and the internet marketing community. Danny has a rotating set of hosts and he interprets the news and what it means for the search and internet marketing community. He's got a great easy listening style and he has a huge following. So let's have a listen to a sample of the Daily SearchCast. Stand by for the Daily
0: Searchcast. And they're all ghosts. So anyway. Um, but how we get off on that? mashed potatoes back to uh, the mashup so <laughs> hopefully they won't uh, wipe that out now, here's a different thing in terms of uh, mapping. This is way, way cool. So what happens here is um in Google Maps, you know you get a map, you drop a map or something and you want to show somebody else the map Mm-hmm. and you can use their little permalink option to email it to them, but now right. you can actually get the map embedded on your own web page. You know how like when uh, people have YouTube and they make the video embedded in their page even though it's hosted elsewhere?
5: So you could do the same thing with the maps now?
0: With maps. So you want to make a map of some place and then you just embed it there. So if you've uh, made your own custom map or you want to, you know, you're going to have a, uh, oh I don't know, say you're going to have a conference, right? And you want to have a map of where the conference is going to be, you can point all that stuff up and put it up there. So it's kind of neat. It's very easy to do. So go, go let's, let's do some more, do some embedding.
1: <laughs> so that's a sample of um, daily search cast. If you want to get a, a feeling for what's happening and um, what's hot in the search engine community, Danny and the team are a great way to find out all the news and all the analysis of what's happening with the search engines, what's happening with paid search, natural search. you get it in a snapshot and you can take it with you. That's what we love about podcasting. This week I sat down with Richard Parker, and as I mentioned earlier, Richard is the founder of Diomo.com. I met Richard five or six years ago, and he was working. He had a full-time job, and he—I I believe he still does some work with uh, one of the largest business brokers in the United, United States, but he's uh, been able to turn this business into a full-time venture. It's a really interesting story about how you take an information product and turn that into an entire business. So let me roll the interview, and um, we'll come back in about 15 minutes and wrap up the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast.
3: I'm here today with Richard Parker,
1: and he's the founder and president or CEO or all of that yeah, all for Diomo.com. And um, Richard and I met four or five years ago, and the business, you said, is six years old, right? Six years old. Why don't old, you tell me... April. Tell me a little bit about the background of the company
0: and, and your background. Okay. Um, the, basically, we, our company helps people buy businesses. We provide all kinds of tools, including guides, how-to guides, study materials, and ongoing coaching and consultant that teaches people how to buy business. And it's entirely online today. My background, I've been in, this, in, in the space, if you will, of um, helping people buy businesses for about 17 years, which really started with me buying my own business. the first one in 1990 i bought about 10 businesses in the last number of years and since sold nine of them, but really in, enjoy the space. And with the advent of the, the internet, I thought it would be a great vehicle to sort of publish some uh, how-to guides and relate it to buying a business. And we should apologize for the background noise, because <laughs> now we're laughing because we're fighting over the check, which I got, or the bill, as you say, Kathy, here. here. Um, and, and I really just got intrigued with this whole space, with the internet, teaching people. And it... it what started out as a joke, sort of writing one guide, just grew way beyond my wildest expectations. So, um, t- t- tell me a little bit about the, the
1: writing the guide. And, you know, I'm going to frame this as a question. Uh, you told me an interesting story four or five years ago about waking up on vacation and logging into the internet and finding out you sold two copies or ten copies and, you know, you basically made money while you slept, which a lot of people, their goal is to make money while they sleep that you made money while you were sleeping on vacation. Tell me a little bit about what the guide is and how how that
0: that making money while you sleep works. Well, I will tell you that still when I get up in the morning and I do check the order, that still is, outside of seeing my kids, that is the greatest... Part of my day because it, it really reminds me that I'm making money while I sleep, and I do every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So um, that's very um, gratifying. The thing is that that does not come on its own. It took an, an, an insane amount of, of, of work um, to get it to that stage, and um, but you know the internet is all front front end work, so that's where it, um, you know th- that's where. You get the benefit of it, but the guide that we produce—we actually have eight of them now. It started out with one; has now become eight. And I just uh, finished writing one, actually, with Donald Trump. Believe it or not, um, and two of them actually with this uh, two of them in this company. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, um, and yeah, this is from like again, on, on April twenty-third, two thousand one, when I pulled the switch on this internet business and launched it. I had no idea if I was going to sell one. and that's what that's what my expectations were. So. Uh, Again, it's all how-to material, and we position it very differently in that we provide the materials and the information that teach people what they need to know, and then we explain to them what it is that they have to do and exactly how to do it. So it's really a three-pronged step. It's not one of these um, um, home study guides that you always just pile a load of information on someone's lap to let them figure it out for themselves. We were adamant from the beginning that we would um, really take people through the process and hold their hand through every stage. How much does, does a typical guide cost? Um, how much does it cost, or how much do we sell it for? No, retail. Um, you, know, we retail no, you write them. it once is the cost, right? Which is, absolutely. And you,
1: and you also fulfill it as a PDF. Correct. Or people can get shipped the book with CDs and, and stuff like that. That Correct. model still.
0: Yeah, we, we do it in three versions. The e-book version sells for ninety nine ninety five. the hard copy print version which is you know, again it's 550 pages sells for $180 and we ship it anywhere in America for that price we ship to about 70 countries now so.
1: awesome yes. it's, a, it's, it's a business model we've talked a little bit about on this podcast and that's the creation of knowledge products uh, knowledge products are fantastic for the internet they're inexpensive you know, to produce while it's your time and and knowledge, which is not inexpensive, but they're inexpensive. It's very inexpensive if someone purchases it as a PDF and downloads it, and it's also relatively inexpensive to just ship paper and whatnot. Correct. Um, so, you want to talk about knowledge products and sure. the power of that business model for people who are planning on, on starting a business or, or maybe even buying a business.
0: Well, what I will tell you that categorically, to me, there is absolutely no better product that you can sell than an informational based product. And here's my thinking and here's why. The information that you have in your head, no one can ever take from you. That's always proprietary. You always own it. No matter what other product. you're taking a hard product, um, whatever widget that you may be selling, whether you're selling it online or offline, bricks and mortar business, doesn't matter. If you're selling a widget, anybody else can sell a version of that widget. There may be patents, patents can be overcome you're going to have competition when you're selling a knowledge based product and especially when it's your knowledge it's always intellectual property it's always something that you own no one can ever take it away from you and you're always able to build upon that knowledge to really separate yourself and become an expert in that field
1: give me three quick tips I know people should buy the guide to find out how to buy a business but what are three things people should look at if they're thinking of buying a business
0: number one most important thing is they absolutely have to buy a business that's right for them you could have a good business but if it's wrong run by the wrong person it's going to go south pretty quickly so the number one thing is you absolutely have to make sure that the business is right for you in that vein you have to take a very good evaluation or do a very good self-analysis of your strengths and weaknesses because a good business is one that's going to strive for your strength Thrive from your strengths and not suffer from your weaknesses. So you build upon that. You're not going to. You don't want on-the-job training when your money is at stake. It's okay to do that when you're, you know, management training. The second thing is. You have to go past the looking stage. People get fully entrenched in looking at businesses and can spend forever looking, and they never buy a business. And the internet is actually the best asset and the worst liability related to my industry because there's so many businesses listed for sale. of people get into this too click to quit, too quick to click syndrome, where they look at something, oh, find the next one will be better, and they keep clicking at so. The thing is that you, so the first thing is to make sure the business is right you. The second thing is making sure that this you turn this into a buying process, not a looking process. And the third thing is you have to have it's a combination of attitude and aptitude aptitude is you have to educate yourself because you may have all the tools to run a business successfully but most people have never bought one and so you're going to come across hundreds of situations and encounters that are new to you and you have to have the right access to the right information and the right professionals to help you make the right decision. Obviously that's a little bit of a uh, a selfless plug for our, our, our program but that's aptitude is combined with attitude you have to go into this saying i'm going to buy a business i'm not just going to be a perennial looker it's something I want to do it's a dream that i've always had to be in my own business you can do it anybody can do it you just have to have a a good combination of those three criteria and and commit to doing it and it's you know you see people own businesses every day that are successful and they're not exactly sending men to the moon it's just they had the wherewithal to do it
1: The, the the site does phenomenally well on the internet and we just, we just went through some of Richard's numbers. I, I shared with him his SEO Digger report, which we've talked about on, on this podcast before. SEO Digger is a new free tool that if you put in your website domain address, it tells you how many listings you have on Google and the other search engines. And you have 288 listings on the first two pages of Google, which is phenomenal results for, for a website that you've optimized by doing natural optimization writing content and getting people to link to your site but you've never hired a search engine optimization company Um, tell me about the things you've done
0: in 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 internet marketing and what's what's worked from your perspective Um, i actually do um, accidental optimization is what i call it i have no strategy except um, related to content um, and here's what happened you were talking about earlier at the time when I was on vacation and made that money overnight in the stone press was a few years ago I remember it was March in 2004 I was actually in Australia if you remember my wife's from there and we were visiting family um, but that was at the time I started writing a ton of articles related to buying business on all of the key stages because I figured, you know what, I want people to stick on my website. So I'm just going to develop these, all these articles. And I started writing ones on every stage from what business is right for you to business valuations, negotiations, um, what questions to ask the seller, starting off right, market stats, all these wonderful things. Um, and I started posting on my website. And the reason why I bring up the vacation, I actually wrote them just prior to me leaving on vacation and my webmaster was having trouble posting them. For whatever reason, and I was on vacation in Australia, and I called him, and it was my father-in-law reminded me about it because it was a sixty-dollar phone call from his house. And I said, "Look, George, I said, do whatever you can, just get those darn articles onto the site." I said, "Yeah, you know, maybe I could wait till I get home." I said, "But you know, no, you know what? I just wanted to just get them on." I said, sort of as the last lingering thing that I had in my to-do file before I left. I said, "Just get up, get those things uploaded," and he did. And um, it was very interesting because my sales went up about fourteen percent from one day to the next. Wow. And it's not because those of got articles demization. got indexed. They got they, what happened was in two things. Number one, people came to the site. There was all this great content. They were sticking to the site, and I think yes. the philosophy was they started reading this stuff and say, "Hey, if this guy is giving away this type of information for free, I can only imagine what I'm getting when I pay for it." So I think that was one part. And then, like within, I'd say thirty to forty-five days, well, that contributed to immediate increase. Thirty to forty-five days, I started seeing my rankings like on Google. Like I didn't even at one point I stopped checking because I was never anywhere. And started like, seeing them in places like I never was before.
1: Because the, the term content is king is, is sort of the core to search engine optimization. And there's there's two sides to content, like you said. One is Google can find the content, read it, and rank you for the words that they find on those pages. But the content makes you king, makes the website credible, right. makes you more believable. And and there's a, a, a second subset to link value as well. well. If you get a link, most people are focused on getting the link so that Google sees that link and values your site as more important because you've got other sites linking to your site. Right. But the other
0: value of a link on another site is consumers click on that link and come to your site. And say, Well, it's interesting because one of the things that I did after that, I, started, I had all these articles. I went after everybody in this industry, competitors included. And I started, you know, because content is king, everybody wants it. It's hard to write, especially for, you know, small business or people that don't have the, you know, the, the let's say even the thought process to know that you write it, I went to everybody in my industry competitors and otherwise, I put together all these articles, I set it up with a byline top and bottom of the article, and I said to all of them, I said, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you loads of free content for your website. Because everybody wants content. I said, you, awesome. set, a, That's you, brilliant. Set, a, you set up a resource That's section. pure web marketing. You set up a resource section, Mr. Competitor. Even yeah. the competitors. I said, and I'll give you articles. I just, All I ask is the following. So you just put my little byline on the top and the bottom of the article, and that byline was... My, my URL in, in four different ways. One for the course, different pages, whatever. And suddenly, I mean, I've got these, I mean, I have thousands of these articles mm-hmm. all over the internet now. It's
1: brilliant. It's, you know, it's pure internet marketing, but you, act- like you said, accidental. by accidental. By accident. um, what, our golden rule number one is there are no rules in the in the ten golden rules of internet marketing. And, and the subset to that rule is test, test, and test again to confirm the results of your earlier test. Tell me...
0: You, you talked earlier about testing. Can you expand on that? Um, you know, I'm a very, very simple guy. Not, I don't have a fancy education. I'm pretty simple. To me, marketing is, is the easiest thing in the world, which is just find out what your customers want and figure out a way to deliver it to them. Obviously, you have to first find out who your customers are, but assuming you know the target, figure out what it is that they want and how you're going to get it to them at a reasonable price and with, and with some reasonable amount of value, and you're going to be successful. The one thing I like about the Internet is you talk about test, 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 and test again. I think once you have it right, you do the pre-test it again. The thing that I love about the Internet is the only thing that you can predict is the unpredictability of it. You have no idea. It's not like owning a retail store where you see where people come in, you have the opportunity to talk to each one of them, and you can sort of tailor your presentation to each individual. You don't have that luxury online. So you could either take the shotgun approach and say, I'm just going to try to be a little bit of something to everybody, and hopefully you're successful. And for some people, it works. Or you just keep testing and testing and testing and say, okay, this group comprises the core amount of my customers, and that's the people that I'm going to pitch to. And if I can go on for one second, I'll give you a perfect example. I used to, when we first launched our site, we had lots of information related to everything and anything related to buying a business. And I used to send out a survey of people that say to them, hey, why did you buy our product? Was it our guarantee? Was it our price? Was it, you know, a certain page on our website, etc.? Was it the testimonials? The next thing was, rates for me the most important things for you related to buying a business. Worried about overpaying, buying the wrong business, losing your investment. I gave them a bunch of choices. You know what? One of the choices was buying the right business. 76% of the people who responded to our survey said buying the right business. That was their biggest concern. Now, that was larger by far than any other single category, of course, but the other ones didn't close. They're all single digits. Suddenly, overnight, we changed all our copy. Everything, if you go read our website now, it's related to make sure you buy the right business, make sure you don't buy the and wrong that one. That was a brilliant
1: accident. A, no, yeah,
0: it was accidental, accidental you know, A marketing. survey is
1: one of our core strategies in sophisticated, expensive Internet marketing consulting right. that we do, and you, you stumbled upon it and acted upon
0: it, and it's brilliant. It worked real well.
1: Um, we, we we have a little bit of a time constraint, so I want to ask you two more questions. Sure. Um, you're you're running a conference, yes. Sir. And this is your first attempt to do it. You've you've got some great speakers, um, and you've got me speaking of course, as well. The greatest. T- 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 tell me a little bit about the conference and um, who, who who some of the speakers are, are going to be there, when it is, where it is, and, and who should attend.
0: Okay. First of all, we've done a lot of these conferences before. I've never done them along the guise of bringing in all these experts. Like the, number of seminars, but most of the time, not most of the time, almost exclusively have done them myself. They've been great um, great success with them. Um, but we're bringing in we're bringing in what I believe are the top draft choices within the industry. Uh, attorneys, due diligence experts, valuation experts, uh, uh, business brokers, financial experts, lenders, bankers, lenders, yourself of course, and plus a, a brilliant PR person and putting together a room full of people and hopefully a a good number of prospective business buyers who are really going to have the opportunity to hear from and mingle with and ask their questions to what I believe is like a superstar line, it's absolutely the all-star lineup. If you have to put together this team of your advisors to buy a business, You know, you probably wouldn't have any money left to buy a business. I mean, these are absolutely... So who should be there? Obviously, someone who's thinking of buying a business. Anybody who's thinking about buying a business, starting a business, or buying a franchise. Starting a business or buying a franchise. And it's November 3rd and 4th, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday and Sunday in Fort Lauderdale. at the Weston Hotel in Fort Lauderdale. It's a beautiful venue. Yeah. And where do they find out about it? They go to um, our website, which is diomo.com. It's the abbreviation for Doing It On My Own diomo.com D-I-O-M-O I am doing it on my own.com. and then if you want to go to our seminar page you just go diomo.com forward slash and then a hyphen and seminar hyphen and seminar and that'll all change next week how about a
1: phone is there a phone number they can call as well sure
0: actually the best bet that they should do is call our 800 number where they should call my extension because I'll add many answers that they need which is 1-800- 541-9195. Five four one nine one nine five Again, 800-541-9195. And I'll put all
1: this in the show notes.
0: Extension 83. And they can, and they can email us, of course.
1: What, one final question.
0: Um, what
1: what things are you using to improve your own personal Internet productivity? And are you using
0: any Web 2.0 sites like Facebook or Twitter or Second Life? You know, I'll get to all of these things shorts I'm sure it's Facebook and Twitter. I'm doing a lot of I'm doing a great blog now for one of my affiliate partners, which is getting unbelievable traction. But I think as I mentioned to you, we're redoing the entire architecture of yeah. all five of our websites and the um, and the design itself to web I guess they're telling me it's web two point one now that they're using. So that's been my, okay. my big initiative. But what I'll you know, over the course of the next year I will more than likely and accidentally stumble upon one of these things that's gonna work real well. Um and you know, one of the things that I definitely want to get into, and you and I talked about it as sort of these podcasts, because they seem to be like uh, just an absolutely brilliant venue to help people. So hopefully, we'll do that today. But you know, it's something that I, I think you've yeah. incentivized coming, me to do.
1: Coming soon, the Diomo <laughs> How to Buy a Business podcast. Well, Richard, thank you very much. It, it's a pleasure. Uh, I always enjoy spending time with you, and uh, we'll, we'll get this recorded and out soon. I'll send you the links, and Great. Uh, thank you so much. Any last tips and advice for people thinking of buying a business or marketing a knowledge product
0: well first of all i think whatever it is would buying a business or getting it to market a knowledge product you just got to do something so even marketing itself as it's, you know it's just half Half of it is just showing up. If you do something in marketing, it doesn't have to be the right thing because if it doesn't work, at least you've ruled out something that doesn't work and you go on to the next thing. So, you know, whether it's buying a business or doing marketing, just do something. Like the Nike approach.
1: just do Yeah, it, right? like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm
0: pretty simple. So I if I keep throwing basket at the wall, something's going to stick. Thanks so much, Richard. Okay, good talking to you.
1: thanks so much to Richard Parker, great interview, uh, very interesting and, and clearly the knowledge products is one of the tremendous strategies you can use on the internet. Please don't call, forget to call in your questions or comments at 206-888-6606 or email podcast at 10goldenrules.com. We'd love to feature your questions and comments on future editions of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast our final section is the song of the week before I do that um, if anyone's gonna be out in Santa Barbara in uh, September 9th and 10th for this Commission Junction University CJU please get in touch with us let me know you're gonna be in Santa Barbara we'd love to include you in a live podcast recording we're gonna be doing out there and um, with that uh, I want to get into Reiko as I mentioned uh, Rayco is a, uh, a you know really plugged in internet marketing Type of band. Um, they are uh, big, big into the podcasting community. I actually first heard about Reiko when I registered for PodCamp Boston, which I'm planning to go. I think it's uh, October 25, 26, in Boston at the convention center there. Um, information at um, PodCamp.com. And uh, when I registered for the for the PodCamp show, I got a free music download from Reiko He describes his persona on the new record as the anti-Justin Timberlake. He's got a real sort of raw edge, and um, this song is called Rockstar Poor, and I'm betting Re- Reiko won't be Rockstar Poor for long. Um, you can check him out at myspace.com slash KRB or krb.com And with that, we'll wrap it up with Rockstar Poor from Reiko. Have a great week, everybody.
4: I love Reiko. He's like going to be a big because you know? like, I to music all the time, he Hey, turn the junk up. It's like an old M. Jackson track. No, it's Rick and he's back, back, back. The new king of hip-hop, pop, or whatever rack. You want to play some sax at the old school record shop. Not that boy, man. Stick them up, the time underground, fans.
2: I'm just friends. Yes,
4: yes, he's got the people talking again Now the track starts to move and the world starts to groove On ten in Japan, and Germany maybe ten Got a couple of thousand in Florida and Jersey from upstate to the AC stand The monster of the Midway keeps growing in bounds and is Changing up sounds, formulating like a new speech like, bah, bah, bah. To most people you see, that's why I'm rock star poor Cause I can barely eat But the fans keep growing like American Greed So tonight we dine on the music industry Dun dun dun, diddle in a diddly eye. Said I got a microphone, gonna be a big star. Yeah, I got a microphone, gonna be a big star. Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know? So now he sits down at his laptop, man. Time to check the MySpace messages and drifts back and recalls when he only got spam. Not no one ever wrote me, not a single fan. Now his inbox is full, but his stomach still growls. Not a single can of food, I know it's kinda foul. Really changed, same broke self right? third person songs to pretend he's someone else As a laptop screen comes in focus again Another letter from a porn star looks like a man Now I'm fit to be tied and I burn burning with rage It's been a year since Shady, still no Adriana Sage The girls are lining up to get a break with hands The fool who says that money makes a man I'm forced, just a pen and a page And I still got your girlfriend, from back in the day know, you know, don't you, know, don't you, know, don't you know. Well, I got no money, but I got a guitar do Cause I'm about to give y'all a regular recipe Another show, I'm exclusively committed to the rock star trade.
2: Thank you for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. Please send comments and questions to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Or use our call in line 206-888-6606.